Hello and welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. We are here. It is time. It is the couple days before uh, the New York Giants pick at 25 in this year's 2023 NFL Draft Thursday night. And Alex, wait, I, I have no idea when we're releasing this or we're releasing this on Tuesday or on Wednesday. Uh, we have to talk about that. But we are here right now and it's early Tuesday afternoon. So whenever you do hear this, just know that it is early Tuesday afternoon and... Um, if there's any news that does come out after we record about like what the Giants are doing, if they end up trading away pick 25, you know, which could very well happen. Um, I would think that happens on draft day, either during the draft or a few hours before, not when we release an episode. But, you know, our bad luck with releasing episodes, it normally would happen, uh, you know, just 30 minutes after we finish recording. Anyway. I'm really excited. Uh, we talk, We have to talk about the A. Sean Robinson signing first, obviously, but then we're going to really get into the nitty-gritty the nitty of things, I want to say. And it's not going to take too much of our time because, you know, we've been talking about these players and these picks now for weeks, if not months. And uh, we're just going to kind of give you the final overview of the players and positions that we think the Giants will look at at 25, that we want the Giants to look at at 25. And then just some later round players uh, that we fancy and have interest in um you know in terms of their play on the field and with the, whether the giants will target them whether they'll be available for the giants to target them is the real question uh, but we will give you those names um a little bit later in the episode but first of all alex how are you doing i'm doing good um you know i'm excited it's draft season um is literally right here now uh draft season's almost coming to an end which i guess is kind of sad but the end of draft season is the draft so i think that's really exciting uh you know some people are saying i know there's all these articles coming out about how this is you know a weak draft and not a great draft and a terrible draft and the worst draft ever but there's still some exciting players in this draft i feel like i've said draft 18 times now but uh, i'm really excited thursday night friday night uh, and then you get, you know, Saturday, which is kind of more of a drag. But Thursday night and Friday night are always a lot, a lot of fun. Uh, and Saturday gives some fun, too, because you find out about some players that you really never looked into before. Um, but like you mentioned, Josh, we'll start with the Sean Robinson signing uh, that happened late yesterday uh, when we we're recording this. Uh, he is signed with the Giants finally after about a month of speculation on a one-year deal worth up to $8 million. Um, during his Super Bowl-winning season in 2021, Robinson had seven, uh, 67 total tackles and a 10.3% stop rate, which was second among interior defensive linemen. Uh, and obviously, he's being brought in to stop the run um, and just give a huge presence on that interior defensive line, give a break to Dexter Lawrence, give a break to Leonard Williams, uh, You know, combine there with Nacho, who we have in there as well, that we brought in and uh it's it's looking exciting now on that defensive line i'll actually run through it i kind of named a few of them already but the defensive line now the interior guys for the giants on the roster currently the main guys at least uh dexter lawrence leonard williams nacho dj davidson the fifth round pick from last year and a sean robinson who we are talking about now so a really really solid group uh some great run stuffers and uh, the Giants could not stop the run last season. And now uh, they're, you know, building up that defensive line. They brought in Bobby Okereke uh, at linebacker, who's a very good uh, run-stopping linebacker. So overall, the Giants' defense against the run should be much, much better here in 2023. And that's 
uh, obviously the main goal here of Joe Shane. And uh, Josh, do you have anything to say about the Ashawn Robinson signing? What I will say about the Ashawn Robinson signing uh, before you go real quick is that it definitely brings a little bit more of a spin to the draft here in the first round. We were talking, could it possibly be into your defensive line in the first round? I would say it's less likely now, but not impossible because once again, Ashawn Robinson only on a one-year deal. Well, I mean, my comment is it just kind of took forever. Uh, you know, Ashawn Robinson was brought in by the New York Giants about like a month or so ago uh, when they were really making their rounds in free agency. You know, they looked towards getting Darren Waller, which they did successfully. Paris Campbell bringing in Nunes Rochester, like you talked about a little bit earlier. Um, and um, Oraria, I think his name is, from the Lions, the cornerback. And yet, we just never signed Robinson. It was there, and everyone was talking about the Giants are going to sign him. The Giants have the highest interest in him. And then everything just disappeared for about a month. And right here at Draft Week, we just get that news that the Giants finally signed Robinson. So it took way longer than expected. And honestly, um, you you felt like Aishad Robinson was already a Giant just without the numbers um, from, from, from what it sounded like. It just looked like he was already with the team. Uh, but now it's technically official uh, that the, the Giants signed him. And again, like you said, another kind of body there at the defensive line position. That that will definitely start for the team, I assume, um, this upcoming season to help uh, the defensive line. And with that, I mean, that's really the only piece of news that we have in regards to, you know, current Giants news, not draft-related. So at this point, let's just get into it. So again, the 2023 NFL Draft is fastly approaching. It's this week. It's a couple days or a day before you're listening to this or the day of you're listening to this or it already happened. Whenever you're listening, when we're recording, it's coming up. And so we're just kind of going to give you our our look, our insights, as much as there is insights there, um, into the positions that the Giants should look at at 25, uh, who we think they will pick, and who we want them to pick. That, that's a real question. Who do we want them to pick? So, Alex, I guess I'll start with you and um, ask you the question of what positional group you think the Giants will target at 25 and then kind of compare that info, whether it's the same or not, to the position group you would like them to target there. Yeah, what I think they'll do before I say what I think they should do, I think they're going to go wide receiver, personally. It just, the you know, the amount of information that's come out about the visits that they've had, the dinners that they've had, you know, there had to be one of those guys that they kind of fell in love with. And in all likelihood, you know, there's going to be uh, there's a good chance that a whole bunch of these wide receivers will be there. Maybe there's a chance a couple of them are taken, but I'd say a majority of kind of like the main six that we've been talking about, the you know late first, early second uh, type receivers that are available in this draft, I'd assume maybe one or two of them are gone. Maybe Smith and Jigba, maybe Zay Flowers, but maybe Johnston, but it seems like he's fallen quite a bit. So I do think you know they're going to have their pick of a few wide receivers, and I think that's where they're going to end up going. Personally, what I'd want them to do, I think, honestly, I think it's a very difficult decision because when I look at this board, the cornerback quality in that round one spot and the cornerback quality in the round two spot, it's not super far away from each other, the quality of the players. Like, the difference between a... Deontay Banks and a, you know, let me just throw a name out there, uh, a Julius Brents 
is just not at not that big in my opinion. But then you could also say the same thing for the wide receiver position, right? The difference between a Zay Flowers and a Josh Downs is it really that big? I think they're both. It's really tough because I think you could get good value in the second round for both of those positions um, rather than you know having to stick and take one in the first round. But I think the difference between someone like Banks and Brents, I was just giving a random example there, is bigger than the difference between Zay Flowers and say Josh Downs or something like that. So personally, I would go corner. The value interior-wise into your offensive line just doesn't really stick. I think edge rushers and outside chance, there could be really good value there. That could be a possibility if someone uh, really good falls to them. But to be honest, I think it's the best player available situation. But I think they're going to go wide receiver. I would personally go corner. And if not corner, possibly even edge rusher. I just don't think the center wide receiver value at that spot is very good. Yeah, so I mean, I agree with you. Uh, I, I want them to go cornerback there. Uh, you know, I have two guys in my mind that I think will be there at that pick 25. I could very well be wrong, but there are two names that continue to kind of bounce back and forth in my head at the quarterback position. However, I also am similar to you where what I want is not what I think the Giants will take, uh, but it is different uh, position wise. I think they'll take an offensive lineman. I think they're looking very heavily at John Michael Schmitz if he's there at 25. I think they really like him. And I do believe if he's available, he will be the pick. And if it's not him, they will look towards Steve Avila from TCU uh, or Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin, even though Tipman might be rated as a second, even a third round pick at some, you know, people's big boards. I think the Giants kind of favor those those big hog molly guys uh, up there at the offensive line. And if you if you look at their signings over the offseason, they've addressed the the defense. Um, and especially the defensive line, which we already talked about, they didn't really address a bunch of position they actually lost more than they gained at the offensive line position. So I think that's the first thing that they tackle, uh, and I think that's that's what they get as an offensive lineman. Now, I guess we could talk about players specifically because, Alex, you already kind of went into it a little bit. Um, I already mentioned, well, I guess, I guess I already did kind of talk about players. Um, I already mentioned who I think the Giants will look at at 25 on the offensive line side, those three guys of Steve Avila out of TCU, Joe Tipman out of Wisconsin, uh, but most importantly, John Michael Schmitz, the center, um, out of, oh my gosh, I literally already forgot a school, USC. Minnesota. Minnesota, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, I messed up USC too. That's so funny that you said USC. Because I swear there was one time that I was like, oh, John Michael Schmitz. USC. You know what it is? I think the Minnesota uniforms kind of look like USC. A little. It, they got that uh, darker red. There might have to do with that. <laughs> and then on to the cornerback stuff. It's really two guys that go back and forth because these cornerbacks are, are getting picked and they're getting picked early. And if not early, then you look at like a Tyreek Stevenson in the second round, like Alex, what you were talking about. But the two guys I go back and forth to that 25, whether I like them or not, whether they'll be available or not, is a real question, though. It's Emmanuel Forbes out of Mississippi State and DJ Turner out of Michigan. I think those two guys will be available for the Giants at 25, and it's a matter of which one would they like better. Personally, I would say Emmanuel, Form, Emmanuel Forbes uh, would be my pick if I had to choose between both of them. However... Again, I don't even think the Giants will go cornerback. So, like, I don't even know, you know, why I'm having that discussion. I mean, you, you see, you see these two guys 
uh, go back and forth, but also early in this process, Turner, who has covered slot receivers, or excuse me, who has who has covered, um, oh my gosh, what was I trying to say? Um, Tight ends, slot receivers, yeah, outside. That's receivers. what I. Yeah, I think I did mention slot slide <laughs> slot receivers. Um, yeah, because Turner, he's kind of like a hot name, and he's risen up. However, I think Emmanuel Forbes has more flexibility. That's what I was trying to go at after all of this. Uh, I think Turner uh, Forbes has more flexibility than Turner does at the cornerback position. And with the Giants only or needing someone across from um, Adore Jackson on the football field, I think that Forbes would be that that fit there. Um, and I'm going to stop talking because I'm kind of slipping up with my words here and I need a break. <laughs> It's funny that you mentioned Forbes. Forbes reminds me, he's like the cornerback version of Devontae Smith. There's obviously the huge weight concerns because Forbes is tiny. Smith was tiny. Um, I, I don't know. That's pretty much literally the only comparison. I don't know why. Um, but I feel like they got kind of similar, you know, um, I don't know, pre-draft talk and scrutiny um, in this cycle. But I would say Smith didn't fall that far because of his um, weight issues and i don't think forbes is either not the biggest forbes fan but anyway just wanted to bring that up um i think my dream scenario would be a joey porter jr deontay banks don't think either of them are going to be there sadly um and then i really like at the edge rusher position uh if miles murphy somehow makes it down uh to the giants i'd love that and then i guess if i had to pick a wide receiver it would probably be zay flowers and watch out for will mcdonald I have a feeling the Giants really like him as well. And uh, not that I'd personally really want him, but uh, another person to keep an eye on for the Giants. And then um, I just wanted to go through, you know, I've looked at a whole bunch of players here and I kind of want to go through a couple positions uh, that, you know, the Giants obviously are going to be interested in in this draft and some players that I am high or lower on, higher or lower on than kind of like the experts or the consensus basically of where these players are falling in mock drafts and stuff like that. So I wanted to start uh, with the running back position. There's only really one guy who I kind of am different on. Uh, Tajay Spears out of Tulane. Uh, he's projected more of like a day two pick. I actually have him uh, like fifth round grade instead of his projected third round. Um, so that's a player that I was a little bit lower on than most. Uh, so I would be a little bit disappointed if the Giants took him, but obviously I'll be rooting for anyone uh, at the wide receiver position. Uh, Io Shivas, I've got a fourth round grade on him, which is higher than most. Michael Wilson, I'm a little bit slow, you know, lower on. I just don't see anything uh, very good with him. Uh, and I have a fifth round grade on him compared to a fourth. Jaden Reed, we talked about him in the 3.0 seven round mock draft. I'm really, really high on him. Uh, I actually had a second round grade on him, whereas he's projected to go in the fourth. I think he's a really, really good receiver. Um, and for example, I don't think the difference between some of the guys that are being talked about in the first round and someone like Jaden Reed is that big at all. Uh, and then I'd say I'm overall a little bit lower on the top or, uh, top guys, you know, Johnston, Addison, um, and even uh, Flowers, I'd say. I'm a little bit lower on most of those guys are more mid-first round projected. I have the more late first round, early second. And then um, Josh Downs, I'm pretty high on. I have him higher. Uh, I have him actually as a late first grade compared to where he's being mocked now, which is almost in the late second round, close to that pick 57, which the Giants have. So that's certainly interesting. And um, yeah, I think those are just some of the key players I wanted to mention there uh, from the wide receiver position. And then just kind of 
uh, real quick at the interior O-line. O I have them pretty much exactly where everyone else has them. I think most people uh, have John Michael Schmitz as the number one guy at center. Uh, and then, you know, kind of a variance of Tittman, uh, Whipler, and then Oluwatimi from Michigan in that order, mostly. Uh, and then corner, I just wanted to mention as the last one. Um, and I, I'm a big Banks guy. I'm a big Joey Porter Jr. guy. Um, and I think, you know, both of those guys are going to be really, really good pros. Julius Brents, I'm a big fan of as well. Um, and uh, what's the last guy I was going to talk about? Uh, Cam Smith, I'm actually a little bit lower on than most. A lot of people have him in the late first round. Um, but I have him more as a second round pick. Not really a big fan. I think, you know, he's just not consistent enough. Uh, in his film, and I think that's going to be a problem going forward for him. Just wanted to throw a few of those guys out there that I'm higher on or lower on than most. Josh, do you have uh, some players here on day two and three uh, that you really like, some more under-the-radar guys that you really like for the Giants? I mean, I wouldn't say they're under the radar at all because they're players that we've talked about whether they've been in our rankings or our mock drafts but they're they're players that I've kind of not fallen in love with per se um I don't really think I've had that in this draft uh, when doing my research in comparison to last year there are a couple guys that I do really like um in the first round unfortunately though and they're players that will definitely be going to other teams so but I will like to uh, you know there are some guys that I really like um, later in this draft, uh, and I, I mark them down through the position that the Giants need. Um, and I just want people to kind of note these guys because if they are on the board in rounds two through seven, still left, this is more like rounds two through five, I would say, uh, than the Giants. You know, if they still need this position and they haven't drafted it yet, they should look to draft these guys. So I want to start with O-line. I'm, I'm kind, of, kind of going in a weird order, but I'm starting with O-line. So I wrote it down. And I mentioned for the pick 25, uh, center Joe Timmons out of Wisconsin. That's just because his range is kind of very, I don't want to say limitless, but it can go anywhere from, I think, rounds one through three. I think that Tittman, although he's risen from round three, where he probably started in February, uh, now moves down to round two. And even some people have him getting drafted by the Giants at 25 in round one. But I would say if Tittman's there, if you go cornerback or wide receiver with that first pick at 25 and a guy like Joe Tittman is available to you sitting in your lap in the second round, I don't think he makes it to the third round pick for the Giants, but in the second round, you're, I think, wasting a potential like very long-term center solution for the Giants if you do not select Joe Tittman. A very solid prospect in in. Uh, from Wisconsin that I think if you don't take the Badger here, um, you're missing out. And then the other guy, Alex, who already mentioned was Whipler out of Ohio State. I'm talking about two Big Ten players here because Big Ten's a hard conference, and if you're successfully being an O-lineman and a center at that, you're doing something right, especially if you're consistently starting for multiple years and getting a lot of snaps. Uh, so I think Whipler and Tipman are just two consistent good players at the O-line position. Uh, the center position, uh, position specifically that the Giants should kind of look at and target if they are available in that second round. That's where I'm looking at them. And moving on to running back, you have, well, this is a personal favorite just because it's bias of, you know, that I'm going to Syracuse next year. But Sean Tucker out of Syracuse, we talked about him 
in our mock draft because we had him picked in our final mock draft. If you haven't listened or watched that already, go do that. Tucker has had multiple, two very good seasons um, for the Orange. And if he's available in later rounds and, you know, on day three, uh, and the Giants, again, are looking for a backup running back with Matt Breida in there behind Saquon Barkley, uh, especially with what's going on with the contracts of Saquon Barkley right now. We don't know how active he's going to be with the team. So even if we want like a young guy that can step in and go 50-50 with Breida, just in case there's like a holdout or something happens there, something terrible, whether you know, Barkley you know, demands a trade or a cut or something, at least having a young guy there capable of you know doing pretty well in the in the NFL might be an option looking at day three guys like Tucker out of Syracuse Tank uh, Bigsby out of Auburn or Kendra Miller uh, the TCU running back that was there all the way through to the national championship I think are three names to definitely look at on your list there Alex I've been talking for a while and I I've still have more players in other positions do you want to jump in here just kind of break it in between yeah, sure. I'll go in. I'll uh, talk about a few. Uh, I mentioned one of these or two of these guys already, but I wanted to mention uh, a couple wide receivers that, you know, if the Giants don't go wide receiver round one, these are some guys that are options. I mentioned Ioshivas and uh, Jaden Reed. Those two are definitely guys I'm interested in. Um, but I do want to mention a Kayshawn Boot out of uh, LSU, a guy who had a really, really good 2021, uh, but had a really terrible 2022. Uh, and that's why he really fell. He was projected first-round pick going into this season, but had a terrible season. Now he's projected to go uh, in the fourth round. But you saw what you know the potential that's there with him, and I think he could be a nice guy who, if you if he can get his head on straight and really you know kind of focus uh, and get back to that level, could be an excellent excellent pick in the you know day two, early day three range. Uh, and then tight end position, there's one guy I really like, Will Mallory. He's been connected with the Giants quite a bit, uh, more projected in the fifth or sixth round. I actually have a third round grade on him. I'm a really big fan out of Miami. Uh, he's a really, really good athlete, uh, but he's also a good run blocker. And, um, you know, he's someone who runs very crisp routes. He's really quick, uh, almost like a receiver at 6'4", 239. Um, you know, he's not going to be that jump ball contested catch guy, but in terms of a guy who's maybe similar to almost like a Lawrence Cager for those who know him on the Giants. I think he could be a very, very nice pick um, there. And then just to finish off on the offensive side of the bowl, I talked about Oluwatimi already. Uh, I'm really, really high on him. I think he's up there uh, with Whipler and Tipman uh, at the center position. I don't have him as far down as people do. Uh, and I think he's just a really, really solid center, a uh, great leader as well for Michigan. And I think he could be a really, really good pick on the early day three window as well. Josh, I'll let you get back to it. Yeah, so wide receiver, Alex, uh, similar there. I have Yoshivash as well out of Princeton. I also have a guy we talked about in the mock draft, Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. Uh, again, <laughs> I go back to the comment that someone made that we don't need another slot guy. We don't need another slot guy. Okay, I, I mean, I get it. You need depth at a position. And as good as Paris Campbell was for the Indianapolis Colts last year, what if he gets injured? What if we have a wide receiver shortage like we did last year? Drafting a wide receiver um, can definitely help with some depth uh, there. How as good is Wondell Robinson going to be in the slot after coming off, what was it, an ACL tear, right? We don't know how good he's going to be, how, you know, 100%. An ACL tear is a big deal. So 
we don't know how good Paris Campbell is going to be. And we don't know how good Wanda Robinson is going to be off the injury. So adding someone like Tyler Scott might be helpful there later rounds in four or five. And the third person I have here is someone different that we haven't talked about before is wide receiver Trey Palmer uh, out of Nebraska. Another late round guy, like a, you know, rounds three through five uh, player. Again, I know it's a wide range, but just another person to mention that's probably in the same range as Tyler Scott, where he'll probably, you know, land. I keep on saying probably, but will most likely land somewhere in round four. It's hard to judge where these guys are going to go because we know I have no idea how the draft is going to shape up. Um, then I move to defensive line. I have a similar name that we had in the mock draft before, Kobe Turner out of Wake Forest, uh, Cameron Young out of Mississippi State, and another familiar name. I feel like we talked about him here before, Alex, Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin uh, on that list as well for interior defensive line. And I'll just continue running through it for my last position, linebacker. A player we had in our rankings list was Noah Sewell out of Oregon. Sewell might go earlier uh, than people expect. Uh, However, I do still want to put him on this list to look out in rounds two and three. Mike Jones Jr. out of LSU will be around uh, round four player. And then Ivan Pace Jr. out of Cincinnati I have on my list as well. Another guy similar to Sewell's potential of around three maybe even round two, round two pick. And that's that's all the guys I had on my list. It was a long list. I talked about a lot of players, uh, but I do have that in my notes, and I'll keep it in my notes for draft day to see where they end up. Yeah, uh, I like that you mentioned Ivan Pace Jr. I was actually going to mention him as my first player, so good that you mentioned him. An undersized guy who I think that's pretty much the reason why he's falling um, you know, to that fifth round or so range. Uh, another linebacker here. A more earlier guy, again, that Josh and I are talking about, uh, Deion Henley out of Washington State. Uh, Giants have been meeting with him, so could be a guy to watch out for on uh, day two. Uh, Who else do I have here? Oh, and from the edge rusher position, moving to the edge rusher position, uh, Yaya Diaby, uh, who's projected to go in the, you know, fourth to sixth round range, uh, and he, uh, you know, we've seen his production, his athleticism. We've had him in two mock drafts. Josh and I know are both fans of him, um, and I think he could be a nice option for the Giants. And then I have final three here, uh, and these are all really, really late round guys. When I was doing research for our mock drafts for our, you know, seventh round, you know, pick 254, these types of, you know, that type of range, uh, I found these three guys, and I'm really a big fan of all three of them. Uh, first two are edge rushers here. Isaiah Land out of Florida A&M. Uh, really high motor pass rusher. He's got great athleticism as well. A little bit undersized, but a uh, guy projected to go, you know, more seventh round, maybe even possibly undrafted. A guy that I really like there. Uh, Robert Beal Jr. out of Georgia. Um, you know, he's got uh, insane bend. Uh, not a lot of, you know, pass rush moves per se. Not great hand use or technique, but uh, he can use that athleticism to really win. Uh, and also in that range that I mentioned uh, Land was in. And then finally, a safety to finish it all out. Uh, A guy who's probably the most under the radar out of any of the guys I've talked about today. Uh, And that is Tyreek Jones out of Boise State. Um, And he's expected to go undrafted. But I saw his tape. Uh, He's really an instinctual safety. He's very physical in coverage. You know, maybe, uh, you know, his he needs to be coached up a bit. That's for sure in terms of his technique, his route recognition, et cetera. But I think that'll all come with time. And 
as a UDFA or as a really late round selection, I think Tyreek Jones could be a very, very good player. And that is my list uh, of those kind of later round players that we like on days two and three. Obviously, after our round one recap, we'll see who's on the board still. And we could talk more, you know, about who specifically we want the Giants to take at that time. But this is a nice, uh, yeah, I guess, general overview of the uh, guys we really like, Josh. So I think that uh, worked out well and we had a nice list. Yeah, and there's, you know, there's so much more we could say. We could talk about more and more players for more and more minutes and even hours. But we've done this for so long now that at this point, it's just up to whatever happens on draft day. I mean, all of these players we talked about today, none of them could be available at 25 and we see a complete, uh, we see, what if we see even a Giants trade back? And they don't even pick at 25. And then all this work that we spent weeks on and months on is gone. Uh, it could very well happen. And it sucks. But that is that is the NFL. And that is the NFL draft. So we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the NFL draft. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and our work leading up to it. Uh, if you did, please hit that subscribe button everywhere you listen. You can also hit that follow button on Twitter and TikTok at the Giant Take Pod. Instagram and Facebook, the Giant Take Podcast. Alex on Twitter at Anorian23. I'm on Twitter at joshola 29 and chipstudios.com is the place to go to find a bunch of places to listen uh, to this podcast. All that info will be in the podcast notes. And with that, we are reaching a half hour. So Alex, I'll send it to you to get us ready for this draft. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's final draft preview. Uh, and we'll see you next time after the first round of the NFL draft. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.